Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And I'm Saren. And today our topic is A Court of Mist and Fury, chapters 42 through 43. Woohoo! And here to recap it all is our good, good friend, bestie, gal pal, Saren. <laughs> I've been waiting so long for Saren to come on this podcast. I knew I had to pick out some good chapters for her. Oh, great and, chapters. And I feel like there's a lot to talk about with these two. Yeah, there's going to be a plenty. So I'm so, like, I'm stoked. <laughs> and we've had, you're our third guest. And each guest has been in a different point of reading the series. So Kat had, has read the whole thing. Michelle had only read up to the chapter that we had read for that episode and then you've read book one and two but not book three four five that's actually a great point yeah and and i would say like of the guests we've had like saren goes the furthest back right like she was your roommate for two years she was my roommate for two amazing years (laughs) (laughs) and then boyfriend stole us away I still miss living with you all the time. All the time. Um, and I'm just, I feel like this is going to be a, a good one. So, And if, it, if, if anything speaks to how you guys were roommate for two, roommates for two years, it's that Saren just took the what court are you quiz and she is also winter court just like Izzy. Yep. It's so good to have a friend in the winter court. I was honestly a little bit let down when I got the winter court just because it's not one of like the the main ones, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about winter court. But I feel yeah. like the description actually suits both of us. So I like yeah. it. I like it for us. And whenever winter court does come up, I always give it some love. <laughs> <laughs> um, But Sadie and I haven't podcasted in like 10 days again because we all had a week-long vacay for 4th of July. So I yeah. feel like we should all catch up. Yeah. Do vacay I mean, up. the biggest, I mean, yeah, we all went on vacations, yada, yada, yada. But most importantly, right before vacation, these ladies saw Taylor Swift. We did. We did. <laughs> Still sobbing that we're not there anymore. I've actually, like, made it my entire personality. Like, <laughs> dude, I was thinking, like, I literally can't stop hearing Taylor Swift lyrics. Like, you just said it's nice to have a friend. And I'm just like, it's nice to have a friend. Yeah. You know the song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was road tripping all over the place this last week. And I listened to Taylor Swift the entire time. I didn't play a single other artist. Mm-hmm. Um, the concert was incredible. It was myself, Saren, and two of our other friends. And... Well, Michelle. They know Michelle. Oh, yeah. They know Michelle. Yeah. And then Holly, who will be on a later episode. And I don't even know what the highlight was. Like, she looked amazing. Her vocals are insane. Mm -hmm. The emotion that, like, you feel when she comes on stage is indescribable. Oh, my God. Obviously, we love, we know all the songs and, like, the screaming the whole time. Like, it was just, I actually think maybe the highlight for me was, our surprise song was I'm only me when I'm with you. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say like for the surprise songs, I hadn't, she hadn't done that one, right? She hadn't done that one. The yeah. rumor was we were getting the acoustic version of me. I think I said that. <laughs> oh, that would have, I would have not been hugely excited about no, that. No, I would have been I so, been so, so sad. sad. <laughs> it's like a song that everyone hates. And there's just like something so magical about like hearing 
everyone screamed the lyrics to I'm only me or I'm only me when I'm with you. you. Yeah. And and being there with your best friend. Exactly. Like so cute. And you could just like hear the like singing carry like through the night like from the Bengal Stadium. Like it was awesome. That song is just so pure. Like she said when she introed it. Like she read it when she was 13. And like I remember listening to it music or music music school middle school with like my best friend and like it's just a really cute sweet song and she was like I used to jump around or I think this is the perfect (laughs) jumping song so I need everyone to like jump while we sing the chorus together like acoustic (laughs) (laughs) and her little acoustic guitar and we're all just like bopping like little jumping beans yeah it was so so cute it was so cute um wait I saw though how the floor malfunctioned and she didn't go down after reputation. <laughs> that was your show, that was, right? That was our show. Did you see what she commented on TikTok? <laughs> no. Yeah. Someone posted a video of it yeah. and she put still swift AF boy. I <laughs> literally, she <would>. I'm like, <laughs> she's my best friend. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened, which I didn't even realize in the moment, because again, I had, I know most people like know the show by now, but again, I had never, mm-hmm. I knew some songs, but I didn't know everything. So there was a point after Reputation where she's supposed to like sink down into the stage so she can change for Speak Now, but the stage door didn't open. So she like once stomped on it, it didn't open. And then she like turned around and like sprinted backstage. I just thought she was running. Like it literally didn't register that it was like (laughs) an error. Yeah, no. But it like made it, it was like all over the news. I was like, oh, I was there for that. That's cool. Um, But it was amazing. What does like really kill my soul is that Speak Now came out last Friday. And ever since last Friday, one week after we went, Speak Now debuted. She debuted her music video. She started singing Long Live. She brought out Taylor Lautner literally one week after yeah. us. Yeah. One week. We were, yeah. <laughs> Off by one week. It Just one. kills me. It kills me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Because, like, I mean, I went, like, a couple months ago and – so much has happened since then and like right before my show is like when they announced the release of speak now yeah and it's just like but even without all of the gimmicks and tricks she calls them like it's just an unbelievable show it is it truly is it is i just like want to experience her singing long live okay also don't you think though because i was trying to say this to you before when you were stressing about this prize songs it's like when you're looking at it on social media, all anyone talks about is that what surprise song she came out with. Yeah. But it's actually like seven minutes of the show. Yeah. And there's still like three other hours where it's like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's but just like, I mean, it's still so special, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like the anticipation of like being in the stands and she comes out with her guitar and you're like, what is she going to say? Yeah. Is she going to ruin my life with me? Or is she going to give me, or is she going to give me like a gift? Like you just don't know. You just don't know. And we got, we got a gift. I can't believe that was ever on the table. I can't. <laughs> so, oh my God. But yeah. But then it was crazy because we drove back that night. Um, So we drove back from Cincinnati at like like one in the morning it was like one in the yeah. morning we got home a little after two yeah. um and it was like storming i had no night. power when i got or i no, was worried was about morning. you guys yeah, yeah. oh one thing i we didn't say though it was so 
freaking hot for our show. Oh, it was really? so freaking hot oh, because it was the disgusting. storm. Because it was supposed to storm during the show, but then that got pushed off until like right after. So it was like that disgusting humidity where like it's about to storm but hasn't yet. Mm. Like 90 degrees and like the kind of humidity where you're just like dripping the second you step outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. I was so disgusting. Like I was so sweaty. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say TMI. I had bought like Spanx, like Spanx, you know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> we all wear them. It's okay. And I was like, it, and I was like, oh, good, second skin or whatever, because yeah. you don't want any like seams and whatever when you're wearing like a dress that tight. And I was like, this is a mistake. It was just like sealing everything, and I was oh. like, I feel so nasty. We were all slick. I peeled it off my body in the car. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this, guys. Thank God we got a picture like right as we were walking in because after that it was like hair up, makeups, but yeah. long gone. Oh yeah, like disgusting. Like oh my god, it was just like it was so hot. Um, yeah, but other than that, it was great. Okay, <laughs> okay, real quick. Also, tell me your high of your trips you guys went on right after um oh my gosh I had like two waves of trips because wave one was moving into the apartment Mm -hmm. and seeing it for the first time yeah so that was crazy um and then we went from there to Minnesota to stay with Connor's family and like that was lovely I feel like I was living my like summer I turned pretty like aesthetic (laughs) because it was like we go to the country club he plays golf then we play tennis then I lay by the pool and get lunch and then we go on the boat and then we like come home and have a nice family dinner it was very nice very relaxing wow you guys played golf tennis and laid by the pool all before lunch yeah it was like a country club like triathlon (laughs) I would like rode in the the golf cart like reading it was nice it was very nice that does sound lovely but yeah what about you guys um so I went to Hilton Head and so I did that for the first week. And then for the second, it kicked off with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then my news that I was sh- wanting to like say oh, yeah. was that Cam and I went ring shopping. <gasps> I know. Oh, my I God. Uh, well, was... when you said you had news, I looked down at your hands. Oh, my God. Because I was like, surely <laughs> I would know they were engaged. Yeah. I, I asked know, her. I was like, she, when she told me she had news, I was like, are you engaged? And then I was like, there's no, like, literally no, no way. But like, still, yeah. I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I have given Cam a short list. Of all the people he needs to, like, inform before that <laughs> good. happens. Oh, good, good, good. For obvious reasons. And I was, no, I wouldn't have done that to you guys. But wow. <laughs> did yeah. you, he didn't buy one, but you were like, this one? So I just, or like, did tried things one? on. No, he didn't okay, buy anything okay. yet. Because we were just, like, trying things on to see, like, how things fit and, like, what shape and, like, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and he also asked my parents if they wanted to come. <gasps> Wow. So it was like a little family like affair because they hadn't done like I don't know if it's a generational thing for some people because like his parents I don't think wear theirs but like oh. they didn't go through like the engagement ring like process that we mm. all do today. Gotcha. I don't know. So yeah, was this before or after the brother got engaged? This was after. Wow. Yeah. You, he really was he yeah. needed to see and his brother get engaged to really be you know, know lifted into yeah. it you know be like yeah. oh i am ready like, for this all right this yeah 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so exciting yeah. i want to see pictures what if literally no, what if literally but... you picked out the ring and then he just like got on the knee right in the store i would die what movie there's a movie where that happens oh, oh they're really? standing outside of tiffany's and he's just like let's get the ring is, is that... that pretty woman was that oh. sex in the city with that's charlotte sex in the city with charlotte okay but that's after he like propose in like the lamest way ever okay so it didn't make up for it it's not the same no but 
god guys that's so exciting yeah that is <laughs> wow um okay so i went to florida i stayed with like john and i went we stayed with his mom she's literally just the best like i almost feel guilty with how much she just takes care of us <laughs> like Aww. she drives us everywhere she wants to pay for everything she wants to feed us nine times a day like it's she's just the best and um so we were very very catered to um she's just lovely and the weather was beautiful all week like i just had the best time relaxing going to the beach hanging in their pool etc um the highlight was so we were supposed to go on a bar crawl for our friend's birthday on Friday, but then our flight was at 6.30 a.m. the next day. And um, I ended up getting, like, food poisoning or something on Friday, and so I was out. That's not the high. <laughs> but um, but then, like, I was feeling sick, and then John was still going to go to the bar crawl and but didn't want to, like, get up at 6 a.m., obviously, or even earlier, really. Um, so we ended up moving our flight until Sunday night, and um which made me stressed for work today but (laughs) that's okay um but because we moved it we went to luke combs again on saturday in tampa no i literally i saw that on your instagram story and i was like sadie i know (laughs) no literally okay so his sister was going and she was over at the house getting ready on saturday and he's like hung over because he went to the bar crawl the night before and um she's getting ready with her friends and i literally just got ready like i just put on an outfit did my hair and makeup i sat on the couch and i was like i want to go to luke Combs." <laughs> and he was like what and i was like i'm literally already are you really just gonna make me like waste this hair and makeup right now like are you joking i was like i was on one i've never done this strategy before but he kept on like being like what the heck what the heck Next thing I know, we're on our way to Luke Combs. We bought tickets in the parking lot, like on the app, but like when we were there. Were they cheap? Uh, they were like 80 bucks. Yeah. But we had, yeah, Yeah. and we had like pretty good seats. It was kind of, it was almost like just like what we had last time, like 200 level, like pretty good view. Um, And yeah, it was wonderful. And like literally, we, we knew almost everyone there, I swear. <laughs> like, literally everyone we knew in Tampa was there. Um, but it was so fun. So I just randomly went to Luke Combs, and it was great. And it was honestly even better because, I, like, all the songs that I didn't know, I now know and love. Yeah. And um, Riley Green. Riley Green was on one. What do you mean? He was just, like, fucking around. He changed shirts, like, three times because he came out, like, three times. And the second time he came off, he was sing- they were singing this song that I tell John reminds me of him. And then Riley Green came out to sing it with him in a fucking cutoff shirt. And I was like, bro, you're distracting me. I'm trying to have a moment with my boyfriend here. <laughs> but I can't with your arms. I know. I was like, oh, face. my God. Um, no, he was just, he was like, came out smoking a cigar. His, his, I found out later his family was there. His dad was in the front row. And like, after one of his songs that like, came and handed him a bush light, it was so funny. <laughs> anyway, it was wonderful. So that was my high. Cause it was so spontaneous. And yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do from now on when I want John to do something. I'm just going to get ready and be like, are you really going to make me waste this? That's this really is like $15 of makeup I'm on my face. Like every Thursday, every yeah. Thursday night, I'm just going to do this tactic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We should have an advice segment. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, 
I'm glad we're all rested, kind of <laughs> and <Yeah>. tan <laughs> and had great vacays. And now we're back to podcasting. I feel like whenever we take a break from the podcast, we come back just like better than ever. Right. Ready to go. <laughs> I have so much to say. <laughs> truly. Truly. I did read these chapters before I left for the beach, though, because I wanted to bring a couple books and this one was big. So I was like, I need to just read these now so I don't have to bring the book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'll be nice to like revisit my thoughts of 10 days ago. Mm. Yeah. I read this. Um, I read this a while also on the plane. I've been trying to like get ahead of my notes. So I reread it today. Um, I'm going to say this again later, but um, this is the beginning of when chapters get difficult for me to summarize. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, bear with me. I don't recall it being so steamy. Chapter 43? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, But okay. Um, Oh, one thing I was going to say also before we start. Um... Saren, um, yeah. I have to say, of all our friends, you make me the most nervous in terms of... Why? Um, I'm afraid that you'll spoil something. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yes. Only because I know you're such a bad liar. Oh, I am a bad liar. <laughs> I really am. It's getting worse over so, time. <laughs> so this is just me like reminding you. That we played, what was it? Um, BS? Yeah. Uh, oh my god, Ralph Keller. She suggested BS. And then the first time she had to lie, I was like, just don't even don't even put down a card. She'll be like, a five of hearts. <laughs> it's so bad. I have a terrible tell. Yeah. So <laughs> if if you're feeling like you can't control your face, I'm gonna need you to just look away. Okay. Okay, deal. Perfect. I'll just take a sip of my wine. Yeah. Nod. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, just look away. And okay. I, because if I make any predictions, I can't, I can't yeah, get a no, reaction. I, but even sometimes she says things and it's like really hard. Like mm. internally, it's like. Because I'm spot on. Maybe. Or way off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've said this before, but when we were um, in book one, you know, ha- having hindsight of like what happens between Feyre and Tamlin and then having to like get so on board again for like her and Tamlin. That's like, crazy. Is like was so hard. But mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm reading it again, it, you you still like you fall for it a little bit. But there was so, like some things where I'm like, I hate this. And I have to be like, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> that was really hard. Like those fucking poems. Like those fucking poems. <laughs> They're so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But okay, let's get started. (laughs) Chapters 42 to 43. Only two chapters, but they're pretty long and they're very interesting, I think. So let's get into it. So chapter 42, um, we left off last episode with the whole crew about to head to the the bad night court, the hewn city. And... um, (laughs) this why are you laughing because now i really remember why this is so hard for you to recap yeah okay i'm sorry okay so this was so weird anyway yeah so um they had met with the queens and then the queens basically were like doubting resan's motives because they've heard he's a bad guy and they needed proof so they're heading off to the night court to steal an orb from Moore's family that will like that shows the truth basically so 
Reese, Cassian, and Asriel are flying there. Reese is carrying Feyre, and um, she can tell he's worried. The last conversation they had before, um, well, in chapter 41, was him saying, like, I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want to put you in this position to, like, play this role. So she can tell he's really worried about her having to, like, go to this place and, like, very reminiscent of Under the Mountain. And so Feyre does what has worked for her before to get Rhysand out of his funk, which is just like heavy, heavy flirting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think so. I think it was last episode. Rhysand was sad because Tarquin didn't want to be his friend. (laughs) And Tarquin sent the blood rubies and Feyre like flirted with him to get him out of the bad mood. And it worked. Mm -hmm. So this is round two of that. So they're flying and out of nowhere, she says, Amron and Moore told me that the span of an Illyrian male's wings says a lot about the size of dot, 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 other parts. <laughs> and he's like, what? Which is like such a random thing to bring up out of the blue. It's but, so random. It's know. so random. He's like, what? And then Feyre's like, yeah, they also said that Asriel's wings are the biggest, which is funny. <laughs> that, that is, is funny. funny. Yeah. Um, before I move on, um, I think I've asked this of Kat and Michelle Saren, but fuck, Mary kill Cassian, Asriel, Reese. Oh, because I've heard the one <laughs> Wait, with no. Tamlin. Yeah, we did Tamlin, Lucian, Lucian or Lucian. Lucian before. Oh, maybe we weren't at a place where we knew Cassian and Asriel. No, we weren't. Okay, well, Saren, now that mm. we know them a little better, fuck, Mary kill oh, Cassian, Asriel, Reese. I don't know if we can Asriel, kill Reese. any of them. That is, that is a big ask. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let, let me do this. I would fuck as. <laughs> oh. Biggest wingspan. <laughs> um, obviously, I love how she knew which one was, was the fuck first. <laughs> because I think at this point I want to marry Reese, and then poor Cass. I just, I'm sorry. Wow. That's yeah. Fair. yeah. That's I think fair. I would swap Cass and Azrael at this point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I would kill Azrael. I won't lie, for a long time, I could not figure out, like, the differences between them. Like, I wasn't separating it. I totally feel you. I didn't know the difference between the two of them the first time I read this book because I was just reading so fast. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. (laughs) They're both both hot warriors. Like, what more do I I need to care? (laughs) I just need Rhysand and Feyre to finally hook up. (laughs) Um, Okay. So... So Favor says that Asriel's are the biggest and this works getting Reese out of his bad mood because he says, when we return home, let's get out the measuring stick, shall we? And he like kind of laughs. And it was a, it's a funny moment. Yeah. And then he like, because they're flying, he like free falls them for a minute, um, which makes Favor scream. And then he's laughing because he's like, of all the things I've put you through, like the weaver... Like the bone carver, you face head on, but like the second we do a little dive, it makes you scream. And then Feyre goes, I'll leave you to rot the next time you have a nightmare. And he says, no, you won't. You like seeing me naked too much. Ooh. Which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Feyre, as she's readjusting herself after this like free fall, her knuckles accidentally brush against one of his wings and she's like, oh, intriguing. And then, so she like strokes the inside of his wing. And Reese is like, um, please don't do that. <laughs> he's like, that's very sensitive. Um, and as a comparison, he like blows in her ear and he's like, that's what it feels like. And she goes, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Feyre gets even more just out of pocket because Reese is telling her, like, yeah, touching wings is a no. Like, some Illyrian men will, like, kill you if you touch their wings. And Feyre goes, well, what do you do with them during sex? She's, like, really on one <laughs> <today. laughs> Reese is highly amused by that question. And he's like, well, yeah, during sex, using wings is a thing. Wing play, if you... <laughs> Wing play. <laughs> she, says, she says, I don't know how I'm going to recap this, but then throws in her own new vocabulary of wing play. I love it. <laughs> and Favorite goes, have you found that to be true? And he says he's never been comfortable being that vulnerable with someone. And she goes, too bad. And he's like, why do you say that? And she goes, because you could probably get into some pretty interesting positions with those wings. Oh, my God. It's the way you're reading it. That is making it so bad. (laughs) This shouldn't be said out loud. (laughs) Well, it's just, okay. It's the cross I bear. Okay, so, like, obviously when they hook up eventually, he's going to pull out his wings and like this is just gonna happen with them right like their their end game but but i don't know of having like such a large sex organ it's <laughs> like really a good thing it really makes you so vulnerable that's what he says that's exactly I, what he says oh my god um yeah no it, it is it <laughs> think is think about in- how weak men are already <laughs> Oh my god, this episode's gonna be so unhinged. <laughs> we should say, is there like an extra I'm like explicit? <laughs> yeah, can we rate this episode like a spice emoji? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Um, but yes, he said it's too vulnerable. Um, so he's never done it, and she says too bad. And then Reese laughs and is about to say something else. But then an arrow shoots up at them, which, you know, kills the mood. And Reese has to swerve away. He was just so distracted by her flirting. He didn't even notice that they were being shot at. And these are ash arrows. So, like, bad news. Someone's, like, obviously targeting them. Reminder from book one. It's been a while. Ash arrows are what kill fairies. Yeah. So Reese flies to the ground with Asriel and Cassian joining them. And Reese is, like, absolutely furious. He tells Cassian to take Feyre to the palace and stay there until he gets back. And Feyre says no. She says she wants to go because she doesn't just want to, like, sit at the palace and wait for him to get back. And she does bring up a good point, which is, like, if these ash arrows are sent by another High Lord, you know, maybe Tarquin or someone um, who's out to get them, she can, like, sense where they're from. And she could track that. So Reese is like, okay, fine. You can stay. He sends Cassian to send aerial patrols and like foot soldiers. And then he says to tell everyone at the night court where they're going that, or no, he says to tell all the soldiers that this is just a training exercise. Like don't want to raise alarm or let people know that they were attacked. So an hour goes by, but they can't find anything to track who shot them. And... Feyre is worried because this is now twice 
that they knew where her and Reese are. Yeah, and I just have to say, um, I'm a little, I'm a little sad that my brain immediately went here after I just said that Amarin was in my top three characters, but my brain immediately went to, oh shit, like Amarin's the only one that didn't go with them, right? Like Moore's already there, Cassie and Azrael Reese, Feyre are on the way. I was like, Amarin's not there. I'm like, is she? betraying i don't want that but interesting just a thought interesting staring for context sadie did not like amarin when we first met her but has since grown okay. to like her this is good context yeah okay. yeah she's i gave my rankings of the characters last episode and she was number three so she really yeah. likes amarin now oh okay okay but now it, it sounds like we're getting no i still don't change my ranking but i i'm just sad that i betrayed her by immediately thinking it's her okay i see <laughs> <laughs> i see i see okay okay well we don't know we don't get any info on who the arrows were sent by so Ferris is a little worried because again this is the second time they've known where her and Reese are and this is in the night court itself so like Right. someone's in the night court trying to get them and they don't know who it is which is really bad um so since they couldn't find anything they head towards the court of nightmares and um sadie what were you expecting with the court of nightmares before you actually went well inside? i've just been very confused of why he can't just storm in and demand what he wants like why do they have to sneak around and steal an orb Still don't have a ton of clarity on why they can just demand the orb, but I actually think it was pretty in line with what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Moore and Feyre go in first, and Feyre says that compared to this court, Amarantha's had been the work of a child. So like this was the court that she modeled hers off of, but her court was mainly just like rooms and tunnels so like the walmart version <laughs> yeah, the, walmart, the walmart under the mountain um because this court is truly like a, a city carved into a mountain itself like there's like people like truly have like houses and there's shops and there's a full-on castle like in the mountain walls so i'm actually really excited to see how they do this in the tv series because i think mm-hmm. i have like a cool visual of what it could look like so Moore leads Feyre into what looks like the castle and then into the throne room where there's a big crowd. And Moore is wearing like a very sexy red dress and Feyre's back in her under the mountain attire, meaning she's basically naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, except she's, this one's black. So the whole thing is just very reminiscent of her outfits under the mountain. And then a man steps into their path and Feyre immediately knows that this is Moore's dad. And, you know, we've heard about him. He's not a... Not Saren literally reading along. She has the book out flipping pages. I just noticed this. I was like, yeah, that's accurate. She's <laughs> yeah. literally reading along. I love it. If if I'm like missing some things, no. you can, you can like You're point out. You're doing perfect job. <laughs> I just couldn't remember if my notes were in here. That's why I had it. It's me just underlining stuff. So it's just... Mm, okay. Yeah. The, um, yeah, this part, this part gets interesting. So we meet Moore's dad. We know he's a bad guy. 
And he immediately says to Moore, where is he? And Moore says, he arrives when he wishes to. And then she walks up to the front of the room and she says, your high lord approaches. He's in a foul mood, so I suggest being on your best behavior unless you wish to be the evening entertainment. And then what happens next? So like Reese, Cassie, and Azrael all arrive. Um, It's like described very intensely. Like it's almost like they come out of this like tunnel, like the separate entrance. Like you can Everyone's like lined up on either side of like a carpet leading to their throne yeah you can like hear their footsteps Mm -hmm. and like the mountain itself is trembling and like they really make an entrance so cassie and azrael arrive first and they have like their illyrian leathers on their seven siphons which again is like how they channel all their power and most warriors need one they have seven each they look super intimidating and then reese arrives and it's even more intimidating, even though he's just in his like suit, not armor, because he just has let so his power, power with his let mind. his power show a little bit more, and he just looks really scary. His mask is on. Um, she just describes it as he just looks terrifying, and everyone else clearly is terrified, but Feyre's like, "Yep, that's my guy." <laughs> <laughs> So he comes in, everyone bows um, and kneels on the ground. And then we see what the group has planned. So basically, Feyre is there to canoodle with Reese in front of everyone so that they're distracted by her. Well, doesn't I doesn't um, Reese make Moore's dad hold her drink while they fondle each other? So that he, like, has to stay there with the drink and can't, like, go see what the others are up to while they steal the orb. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does later on. And I also think it's because um, they told the story of Moore and how she, like, lost her virginity and that's why she was not suitable to marry anyone, blah, blah, blah. So it feels like Under the Mountain has very, like, oh, no, sorry, not Under the Mountain, but, like, the Hewn City has, like, the very strict, like, rules for, like, women and, like, how they should behave, and then the fair is here in her naked dress and, like, grinding on Reese in public. So it's, like, she's just very distracting. Yeah. Do I think it's necessary? No. No. <laughs> no. It wasn't at all. Yeah. What was he going to do if she didn't come? So basically, Feyre is reprising her role as Reese-Anne's whore, um, which is, I guess, what people expect her to be after what Reese to her under the mountain is how it's explained, but I don't know. I'm honestly surprised that this didn't trigger more like bad feelings from her. Yeah. Like she's under the she's under a mountain. She's dressed the same way. She's being treated and spoken to in a similar way. It's like she had all that trauma and now she's just she's fine. She's actually like excited to, <laughs> to be doing this. Well, I feel like she just like trusts Reese so much. And like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. When you like it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But this whole interaction is just so odd and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So Reese walks towards Feyre and lifts up her chin from where she's bowing. And he says, welcome to my home, Feyre Cursebreaker. And then he says, come with me. And he leads her to his throne and sits her on his lap. And everyone's still kneeling at this point, and Reese is just 
milking this as like a power play to leave them on the ground while he's just sitting there with favor on his lap like what were you gonna say <laughs> just because they hot <laughs> not even anything of sub of substance yeah. Hot. yeah this whole scene i feel like is so weird but as a reader we're on page like 400 something and like they still haven't kissed so like any physical interaction between the two of them you're like really rooting for <laughs> yeah. Honestly. yeah um and so that brings me we have now reached the part that gets very difficult to summarize <laughs> because Farah has probably the opposite reaction that Reese thought she was gonna have he thought she would hate this whole act and like it would bring up so many bad memories, but mm-hmm. she loves it. Like she's fully leaning into it. She's totally playing along. She like forgets herself, forgets where she is. <laughs> she's like smirking at all the people. She's pressing her body closely against him. So like they're right smack against each other. And finally, Reese tells everyone to rise and he calls forward Moore's dad, who they call Kier? Yeah, I have no idea. Kier? 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 Yeah, I think Kier. Yeah, Kier. Okay, that's what we'll call him. So Kier comes forward and Reese tells him to report like what's been going on in the Hewn City or whatever. During this time is when Asriel vanishes and goes to retrieve the orb. So Kier tells him, that sounds wrong. <laughs> Okay, Kier tells him. It's it's spelled like Keurig. You're right. Okay. Kier tells him there's not much to report. And Reese is like, oh, no one to punish? How sad. One question I had while reading this is like, this court is clearly separate from Reese's court because their court's bad and they know Reese's court isn't like that. So I don't know why Reese has to act so evil when he's there like they don't they know the the ruse you know what i mean no i don't think that he i don't think they know about valeris you don't think they know about valeris no i think they think he lives on top of the mountain in that other Mm. building and i also think that like because for 50 years he was like amarantha's whore he's like reasserting his dominance over his like yeah i think he's i don't think they know about valeris yeah no that's a good point i just was like they're all in the same court so doesn't everyone know like you can be in the human city or you can be in valeris and you just if you're bad you go to one and if you're good you go to the other (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think so i don't think they know i think he i mean it's gotta be a secret from them if like they have the orb and they could like see everything and they can't and they don't know about Valeris, right? Yeah. yeah. You know? I think that if they knew about Valeris, they... Or if they do know about Valeris, he he then has to act this way. Otherwise, they're just going to see him as weak and, like, try to... That's true. Throw a coup or whatever. That's true. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So he's definitely asserting his dominance. Like, he's clearly here for no reason. <laughs> he's just here to, like torment them for a little bit so reese is like oh so sad no one to punish and then he bites favor's earlobe and she thinks damn me to hell but i leaned farther back as his teeth pressed against me at the same moment his thumb drifted high on the side of my thigh 
Oh, man. Oof. Yeah, I had this, like, like outlined or underlined in my book. Um, I have a lot of theories, actually, because you were talking about, like, Reese probably, like, thought she wasn't going to be, like, leaning into this whole, like, scheme. Yeah. But I was thinking back. And this is probably like drawing way back, but like in a psychology class, we talked about like Love fear it. and sex. And like, so Farah is like an, an equivalent of like under the mountain. So yeah. like she's feeling vulnerable. She's in her little outfit. Like all of the like chemical things that happen in your body are really similar when it comes to like fear and sex. So it's like your cortisol, like hormones rise and like your Gosh. blood rushes to your extremities for like fight or flight. And huh. it's like rushing to the same areas that like you that happen like when you're aroused. So it's like because she's already like in this environment where she's feeling like so vulnerable and like a little bit uncomfortable. And then she's like also being like slowly like turned on by like this beautiful man. Like, <laughs> no shit, she's gonna feel like she's melting in his hands. Like holy it's shit. So I didn't know we brought a scientist on like, today. We just got a lesson. <laughs> that's actually so interesting and so true i'm i'm that is so true yeah everything's mind blown no i that was such a great analysis saren thank you it's just like the perfect storm like this chapter is just like a build i think of like all that foreplay like both physical and like mental yes where it's just like building this perfect like environment where it's just like they have this role to play of all the different things they could have chosen to like distract cure Mm -hmm. to get the orb like they chose this one and i think it's for a reason yeah it's literally just a device for them to like yeah get a little steamy but that was so good yeah (laughs) wow that was so spot on i love that but it's so true she's like she's in front of a crowd she's like in this really uncomfortable environment she's yeah probably has feelings of fear and then she's like literally being touched for the first time in like months Mm -hmm by a man so like everything is just coming together like you said to make the perfect storm for her to like be feeling things (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she knows that Reese can tell that she's getting aroused for real because he like stops for a second um and then Kier (laughs) starts talking about court logistics and Reese starts stroking her leg again and Feyre's not paying attention at all to what's being said because she cannot stop thinking about his hands on her body but like can you imagine you like this heavy petting in the middle of everyone (laughs) in the middle of everyone there's a crowd i she forgets there is (laughs) she's like all but moaning out loud like literally she's like rolling her neck like oh my gosh get a room yeah (laughs) honestly yeah i mean she literally says like she knows there's a whole room of people but she feels like it's just the two of them so she's fully fully lost in the moment and then she hears cure say i had heard the rumors but i didn't quite believe them but it seems to be true tamlin's pet is now owned by another master and then reese says you should see how I make her beg. Oh my god. <laughs> that some big talk. Some big talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um wow. Wow. 
And then Kira says, I assume you brought her here to make a statement. And Reese is like, you know, everything I do is a statement. And then Kira says, of course, this one, it seems you enjoy putting in cobwebs and crowns. And this makes Favor mad because Kira's been making her mad since she walked in, like very dismissive of her, looking at her with such like disdain and superiority. And then obviously knowing what he did to Moore previously just makes her hate him. But hearing like the condescension with which he speaks of her when she's right there, she tries to make a comeback here and she says, perhaps I'll put a leash on you. And I wrote, oh, Feyre. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so yeah, bad. It's not one of her winning comebacks. No. She has so few. She's, <laughs> she's at not like, witty. No, yeah. She's at like maybe 30%. <laughs> That's generous. Yeah, that's generous. The entire first book, every time she speaks, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> there, there. Just, just stay quiet. Yeah. My illiterate fool. <laughs> yeah, in her defense, she couldn't read until like two weeks ago. Yeah, she's so still working on her It's hard vocab. to be witty when you yeah. like... <laughs> can't read. Oh um, so this is when Reese tells Cure to go get Feyre some wine. So... Kira's gone. People are around them having this like weird gathering. I don't know. There's like food and wine and some dancing. And Reese and Feyre are just sitting in this throne on display. He's like kissing her ears. She knows that he hates putting her through this and like putting her in a position where she's like, you know, having to listen to like Kira say these derogatory things about her and whatever. She sees it on his face. So she opens her mental shields and she says to him via their minds, she says, you are good, Reese. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you beneath it. And that's nice because it's I like what like he that. hates the most. Like, you know, he doesn't want her to think that he's a monster. And so she's like letting him know, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, basically. Yeah. And then noticing that his hands have stopped moving, Feyre says, why'd you stop? <laughs> my god back to business (laughs) back to business and then it says she can feel him like growl in reply (laughs) um oh man (laughs) having to say this stuff in summary makes me cringe so hard but it is it is less cringy in this chapter when you're reading it than when i'm verbally having to say it but like still this part is cringy anyway (laughs) I think this is the same section, but one of the things I like marked was when she says, I was going to catch fire and burn. I was going to start burning right here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like the intoxicating like desire and passion is like so thick yeah. right in this moment. Where she literally thinks she's going to catch fire, which she can do because she has oh, fire on your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is she hears Reese growling in her mind and he starts stroking her like rib cage again. And she's fully losing herself in this moment. This is just public foreplay at this point. Like that's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what Saren just says, what just what Saren just said, she says she feels red hot to the point where she thinks she's gonna catch fire and burn. Like literally. Like <laughs> burst into flames. <laughs> And Reese, I literally was thinking of Jack Jack, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of killed me. <laughs> the incredible. 
we should wait, we should post that on TikTok. Pharaoh when Reese touches her and Jack Jack bursting into flames. That is so good, oh Sarah. That's so good. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so good. I just can you imagine she literally just burst into flames because she was turned on? Like that's insane. <laughs> like, that's... Anyway. Crazy. anyway. Everyone there is already uncomfortable. And then what if she just burst into flames? Because <laughs> he was touching her thigh. Like, Farah. Get a hold of yourself. Yeah. God. <laughs> but Reese is quite pleased with himself. I mean, if you were making her feel like she's about to literally set on fire by just touching her leg. Like, props to you, Reese. Props yeah, to you. But Sarah made a good point. It's been, like, months of, work, like, yes. build up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Reese reminds her because he, like, feels her about to, like, lose it. He's like, now, now, like, let's not do that in public. Like, we wouldn't want Cure to know about your abilities. Which is literally so mm. embarrassing. Yeah. Well, it gets more embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but Ferris thinking I had been so cold so lonely for so long and my body cried out at the contact at the joy of being touched and held and alive which like yeah yeah it's been so Mm -hmm. long and then they realize Kira has been standing there watching them with the wine in his hand that they both fully forgot about they've just been like grinding on each other while he's like a few feet away just forgotten which is (laughs) a power move so creepy yeah also you know, which is just like, but he like has to stand there because he's holding their wine. Oh, you're yeah. right. So he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> he's like yeah. Like, can I hand this off? Like, yeah. yeah, which like was the point to yeah. put on a show so he was distracted mm. and make him do like it, this useless task or whatever. And Reese says, Reese says that to her. He's like, he is so disgusted with us right now. He probably would just give us the orb if we asked just to leave. <laughs> <laughs> And then Farah says, you and I put on a good show. And then she turns around and licks his throat. Why? I just wrote, Farah, that is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. Thank you for the reenactment, Sarah. Yeah. I know. I'm like doing, I'm on a podcast and I'm demonstrating. This is why we need video. Yeah. So, so that's happening. She's licking his throat. And at the same time, Reese's hand starts getting higher and higher and higher on her leg. And let's all remember what Feyre is wearing. It's a dress that's just draped around her, barely covering anything. And she's been enjoying herself quite a lot. Which can leave evidence <laughs> when one isn't wearing underwear. <laughs> I, I've been dreading having to summarize this part, and that's literally the night, like the politest the I can say. The embarrassing thing is, I don't even think I realized like that's what yeah they were referring to. Yep, 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 yep. Vulgar, very <laughs> wow, very vulgar. Um, so lo and behold, Reese slides his hand just slightly too high on her leg and feels. The proof of how much fun Farah's been having. <laughs> and she is... I thought about helping you, but I really just enjoyed watching you struggle through that. <laughs> yeah. That's the nicest I can say it. 
Um, she's very embarrassed. It kills the mood a little bit. Yeah. A lot, actually. Because he slides too high and then he's like, whoa. Yeah. He like jerks his hand away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's fine. It means nothing. It's just your body reacting. Oh, wait. I read it. I read it. I read it in such a completely different way. I read it as him being like so like comforting. Like, like, don't worry about it. It's just your body reacting. Oh, I think he totally was being comforting. It's just like... No, I wrote, I wrote him. He said that so that she wouldn't be embarrassed because I think he genuinely does. He's like, that's just your body reacting. Yeah. But that that was both very gentlemanly of him, but also more embarrassing that you right. acknowledged it. And like, don't acknowledge it. Because just when, don't. Because when you say like, oh, it's fine, it's making it sound like... They it was wrong. They, or they weren't mutually turning yeah. each other on. Right. Right. So. But it, she mentioned that she also kind of followed him too. So he was. But he he was being gentlemanly, but he also made it more embarrassing. Yeah. It was not the. Wow. She like slipped that in there. I did not even catch it. Like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Saren's jaw is on the floor. I know. Yeah. I'm just pointing at the book with my jaw on the ground. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Men, if that ever happens to you, just don't comment. Just yeah, move along. Agreed. Just don't comment. Yeah. <laughs> this is, again, we, have, we should have an advice segment. I, <laughs> if you are going to comment, say it's mutual. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be horrified. And Fabra is horrified. And she tries to play it off because in response to Reese saying, like, oh, it's just your body reacting, she says... Because you're so irresistible, which just, mm. it falls flat. It doesn't hit. Yeah. She's trying to deflect. It's not working. But this really, it takes them out of their bubble that they've just been in and brings Feyre back to earth a little bit. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just had another man's hands all over me when Tamlin and I have barely separated. It's been, we don't really know how long it's been, but it hasn't been that it hasn't been that long. It definitely has been at least a month at this point. Two I months. I think it's been like two months. Yeah. Um, but this whole thought just makes her feel guilty. She says she literally feels nauseous thinking about it. So she's just, you know, bubble burst. I think we should just, I mean, I feel like the minute Tamlin like put that little shield around the house or mansion or whatever, like, that's when I was like, I draw the line. That yeah. feels... So, yeah. So I'm like, full send. You know what? Enjoy yourself. Have yourself some cake. That's... <laughs> and eat it, and too. Eat it too. <laughs> and eat it too. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you guys think that she should feel guilty here? It's so... There's... There could be two sides to this argument. I fully agree with Saren's point. Tamlin... They were so toxic at the end. And... In her mind, it's been done for like two months and then her and Reese aren't even really getting together. And it's just like, I don't know. They clearly have something. But you could also look at it as she was literally about to marry this man and it's only Mm. been two months. Okay, so one, I think that it's both, right? Like, so she, first of all, if, if it's been two months, they literally have not spoken to each other. She's not cheating, She's not cheating. She's not cheating. Like, I don't think it's that mm-hmm. at all. They are broken up. They haven't spoken in two months. If you haven't spoken to a man in two months, like, you, okay. can, yeah. you can do whatever you want with other men. But 
it's just that two months is like short enough time to where like people can judge you exactly you know like it's like when if you're two months post breakup don't let anyone know you've moved on because don't don't get off in public like she's doing (laughs) (laughs) this is an advice segment (laughs) right exactly exactly so it's like you can do it's i think it's totally normal to have been moved on after two months um because one a lot of times you've like already done some of the moving on before while you're in the relationship so i think that's totally normal but it's like from a third party's perspective it feels shorter so it like looks worse and i think that's exactly what she's feeling like i don't know that she actually feels guilty and so as a reader i'm like do it (laughs) do it do it do it but i get why her as a person is like, oh my gosh, optic wise, this looks so bad for me. Yeah. Like if this got back to Tamlin, I would feel so bad. Which is so possible. Which is Especially so Especially because like two months is already like, so it's from outsider's perspective, borderline, right? Because like life just goes on. Like when you're like watching someone on social media and you see they break up and then you see there was someone else, you like don't realize it's been two months, right? Like that feels short to you. Mm-hmm. But like even, so that's a normal life. Then think about an immortal's life. Two months? Like a day. It's like an hour. Oh Literally. That's so true. Yeah. So they feel like they were just under the mountain. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, so they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So she feels guilty. The the t- the heavy petting stops. Asriel returns and gives a subtle nod to indicate that he's done it. He's stolen the orb. They're done. Impeccable Yay. timing. Perfect timing. So Reese tells Feyre that Cassian's waiting for her and to go but as she walks by cure he says you'll get what's coming to you whore and then darkness explodes people scream when Feyre can see again cure is on his knees reese looks pissed he tells cure to apologize and then when cure pauses Feyre hears bones break and reese has just fractured Kier's arm in four different pieces. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. So vivid. It's Whenever she describes like torture. Yeah. Yeah. So vivid. So vivid. So not only does he do that, but once Kier does, you know, say his half-assed apology to Feyre, Reese tells him that he's not allowed to see a healer, so he has to like heal normally. And even though, even though Kier's a, a bad dude, it's like, that's obviously just, you don't feel good watching that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Feyre's standing by Cassian um, and waiting in this out until they're ready to leave, thinking about how alive she just felt being so close to Reese. And the last line of chapter 42 is, and now, now I didn't know where that put me. Knee deep in trouble seemed like a good place to start. And that's the end of chapter 42. What a crazy chapter. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sweating. Right? <laughs> um, I think we have to figure out how we can put the inflamed Jack Jack on a photo <laughs> of Rhysand sitting. <laughs> I need <to> tears. <laughs> Please. I I need to see it. That's on you, Riz. You're the TikTok queen. That's how we go viral. (laughs) I'm obsessed. That's so funny. But yeah, 
Um, weird chapter. Um, I'm still not convinced that whole act was necessary. It seemed really easy for Azrael to go get that orb. Wow. Yeah. There were I, no details about the orb stealing. No. No. <laughs> not one. I also just feel like um, it was almost like cruel. You know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, like, they have been having, like, weeks and weeks of, like, built up sexual tension. Mm. Even on their way there, they were building up the sexual tension. And then they all but all but screwed in front of everyone. <laughs> Literally. And Literally. they, you know what I mean? It's like they didn't even, it, it's just more built up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just more built up. It's cruel to the readers, for yeah. sure. And Thera. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, 400 pages. Yeah. Of nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could you could you guys believe that they still haven't even kissed at this point? No. Licking. Licking has <laughs> happened. Licking, Licking has happened. happened, like, week one that they met. <laughs> not, not that they met, but under the mountain. Yeah. When he licked true. away her tears. That is true. I'll never get over that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Will always be slightly tainted by that. Um, God forbid someone lick my eyeball. Could you imagine if you were sobbing because you were like literally being abused and tortured and someone just came over and licked your tears? <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I anyway. really can't imagine that. <laughs> and little did you know, months later, you'd be licking his throat right back. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Mom, um, just turn it off. Just turn it off. <laughs> Any other comments on chapter 42, 42 yeah. before we get into chapter 43, which I also think is crazy but in a different way. Um only comment is let's open up the next bottle of wine. Okay. I second. <laughs> let's take a pause. So Getting back to chapter 43, we really just got off track and had ourselves a wine night in between there. Yeah, we just got another glass of wine. We talked about it a lot. But now we're getting back on track. Chapter 43, which again, I think is another just wild chapter, but like 180 from the tone of chapter 42. Pharaoh was really on a high and then we see it come crashing down. And I just get so frustrated by this chapter. Like I did... When I first read it, and I still get really frustrated by this chapter. So the chapter starts off with Reese winnowing her away from the hewn city, but not to Valeris, to this random mountain lake. And it's because he's like super upset. He wants to talk to her. His hands are shaking. And he immediately says, I'm sorry. Like this is in the aftermath of Kier calling her a whore. He like broke his, broke Kier's arm. Reese obviously is really triggered by this because how he's been treated in the past because he was Amarantha's whore. He hates seeing Feyre treated like this. But Feyre is super confused because she honestly wasn't that upset by this. Yeah, and she was just like, I know, I knew what I was signing up for. You know what I mean? She didn't know what was going to happen when she went under the mountain. She knew what was happening there and she knew that it was under control. Right? Like, she knew the real everyone around her. Right. So, she's like, chill out, chill out, my guy. Yeah, she's been through worse. Way yeah. worse. Yeah. 
So Reese is apologizing and she's like, what are you apologizing for? And he says, I shouldn't have let you go and see that part of us, of me. But Feyre's like, I'm fine. We knew what tonight was going to be. So please don't start protecting me like that. Which right off the bat, I, when I was reading it, I was like, what? She immediately starts getting defensive yeah, she just doesn't like, I mean, I get where she's coming from. Like he starts using some specific verbiage. Like I shouldn't that's have let like, you go. I, I shouldn't have let you go. I shouldn't have let you see that. Like, and she's like, bitch, you're not my dad. Like, you're not, <laughs> you're not, my, you're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fuck, I was trying to be serious. Saren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I and I yeah. I do get that, I guess, but you know, he's really upset because she just got like publicly degraded. And obviously, I mean to me it was obvious that he was apologizing cuz he felt bad to even put her in that position. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she doesn't feel publicly degraded because she liked it. So, <laughs> so facts. <laughs> so, I think like this is a classic example of like Reese is at 20. So, Fair, it's time for you to go 80. You know what I mean? Like when it like a partner thing. But she like saw him at 20 and was like, give me a break and also went down to 20. And so now there's just this 60% gap where they're just not meeting each other. And they're, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, they're really, they're really not communicating well. Farah's, Farah doesn't know how she feels, I think, and starts to get mad about what Reese just did to Kier about breaking his arm like she was not she's not really about that she but she wasn't mad until he apologized right she she wasn't mad which that's what's confusing but then when he starts apologizing and saying things are just slightly not worded correctly Mm -hmm. okay wait so recap like what she starts saying and stuff because right but in her so in her mind she's thinking about him breaking cure's arm and she's comparing it to Tamlin in that like primal male rage that Tamlin had several times, specifically the time that Feyre tried to talk to him and he like blew up the study in her face. Um, So that's where she's coming from. So she says like, don't start protecting me like that. But and it's also like, it was a mask. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, it was, you could play along with the game when it was touching all over you, but you can't play along with the game. When it's defending you. It's also pretty par for the course in terms of how Prithian is a friend. To, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He didn't kill him. He could have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Reese says, I would never lock you up. When and- the bar is killing someone. <laughs> right. No, Reese was like totally fine. <laughs> like- <laughs> um, but Reese is like, I would never lock you up and force you to stay behind. But as, again, basically Reese is triggered because Kier was calling her a whore, reminds him of how he was treated. And Reese says, it's hard to shut down my instincts. And again, they're really just not fighting about anything because Feyre wasn't mad. But like because Reese is using like slightly the wrong words, like hard to shut down my instincts. Yeah, that was Feyre's the like, wrong thing to say. It's just the wrong thing to say. So they're fighting about nothing because both of them were fine with each other. Mm-hmm. But... Feyre is thinking, well, yeah, Tamlin had instincts to protect me, too. And, like, look where that got I me. literally feel like he's projecting his own insecurities. She's projecting her own insecurities. And they're just, like, yeah, fighting mm-hmm. over nothing. 
They're fighting with themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ferris snaps at Reese. She says, then you should have prepared yourself better. And then Reese says, I'll kill anyone who harms you. Go ahead. Hate me. Despise me for it. Wrong thing to say. But also she would kill someone for him. Yeah, but it's too soon. Yeah. To be saying crazy shit like that. Yeah. I feel like my first instinct was like, hot. (laughs) (laughs) But also you're right. Too soon. Because I guess like. In a way, I would want someone to defend me and my honor. Like, if I was being called a whore at a bar, I would be pissed. And I would yeah. want someone to, like, defend me. Yeah, but not but when not, you like, have a, like, yeah. historically toxic relationship. Oh, instant trigger. Right? Like, yeah. what if you're in a relationship where it was, like, every time someone... Like, imagine if any time someone, like, said anything to you in a bar, your boyfriend, like, fucking exploded and beat oh, them up. absolutely. Like, toxic. you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just like she knows Reese isn't like that. And it's just it's the one time that he's not saying the perfect thing and she's like getting so mad at him for it. Well, like, it's stupid because she knows he's not like that. And so when he's saying he is like that, she should be like, no, Reese, I know you. You know you. You're not like that. Like, that's what I meant by like, he's at a 20 right now. You need to be giving 80. Like, she needs to be reminding him who he is like she did when they were sitting in the chair. Instead, he's saying I'm like that. And she's like, ew. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, Feyre starts crying after Reese says he'll, you know, kill anyone who harms her. And she's like, is this a drunk fight right now? It sounds like it's, it that's is. what it feels like. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's like they're both coming down. They were at like a high when they were with each other and just yeah. now and now they're just coming down and she's kind of realizing like she has feelings involved. And mm-hmm. so it's at, like new mm-hmm. stakes and it's just maybe too much to process in this moment. It's, and neither it's one's really her realization that like he didn't enjoy that experience like Obviously, she's not saying, like, she's bummed he didn't enjoy breaking that guy's arm. But, like, she, I feel like, was on such a high. And he's coming back immediately being like, I'm so sorry. That was horrible. Like, I can't believe I did that to you. And she's like, um, wait, what? You didn't have fun there? And so now she's feeling super insecure. And it's just projecting that insecurity That's onto him. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect, actually. Yeah. yeah. So Feyre starts crying and she says, you are my dot, dot, dot friend. And I understand that you're a high lord. I understand that you'll defend your true court and punish threats against it. But I don't want you to stop telling me things or inviting me to do things because of the threats against me. I'm like, when did he say that he was going to do that? Like, (laughs) he literally only puts her in constant danger. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what, like, they're having two separate fights right now. Yeah, It's crazy. They are. Um, And and Feyre admits this later, I think, when she's processing. But when she learned what Kier did to Moore by, like, nailing the note to her, on her, Feyre said she wanted to kill him herself. So, like, yeah, that's her being protective of her friend. Yeah. Reese is being protective of this, you know, bad guy who's being degrading and saying hurtful things in public. Like, I don't know. I don't know why she's acting all high and mighty about that behavior when she has that exact same quality. Yeah. No, she's definitely just freaking out because she's realizing he didn't have as much fun as her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a No, that's a that's a very good way to interpret this. I think that's spot on. 
so Reese is saying, stop comparing me to Tamlin. I'll never be like him. And then he says something really sad. He says, you think I don't know how this story will be written? I'm the dark lord who stole away the bride of spring. I'm a demon, a nightmare, and I'll meet a bad end. He's the golden prince, the hero who will get to keep you as his reward for not dying of stupidity and arrogance. And this is sad, but it's also like, what? This is, they're both just yelling their own securities at each other. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, it's so disjointed. I'm like, that didn't relate to what she said, but she said didn't relate to what he said. Like, mm-hmm. what are they fighting about? How insecure they both are. Yeah. <laughs> so, Favor goes, okay, what about my story? Like, what like, about... what if they, if they both just said to each other right now, I love you, it would be done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they had sex, it would also be done. <laughs> Sexual tension mixed with all this. I yeah, swear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> They're both confused. Like, they both have feelings for each other clearly and don't know how to process what just happened overall. Yeah. But it's just, it's so disjointed. And Favor's like, what are you talking about? Like, what about what I want? What about my story? Don't I get any say here? And then Riso says, well, what do you want, Feyre? What do you want? What do you want from me, Farah? <laughs> and she has no answer. I mean, he totally wants her to say, you, mm-hmm. I want you. Mm. But, I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't have an answer. So it's a hard question. She does question. want him. She just doesn't have an answer. She doesn't have an answer. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have... I mean, it's kind of hard to to just say that on the fly, I guess. If someone's like, what do you want? It's like a... It's scary. It's a scary thing to yeah. to say and verbalize. So she's totally silent and he just laughs and he says, Yeah, I thought so. Maybe you should take some time to figure that out one of these days. But this is when Feyre throws a really big low blow. Like mm. no for no fucking reason. For no reason. Other than she just feels insecure in this moment and scared. She's scared to admit how she feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says something really mean. She says, maybe I don't know what I want, but at least I don't hide what I am behind a mask. At least I let them see who I am, broken bits and all. Yes, it's to save your people, but what about your other masks, Reese? What about letting your friends see your real face? But maybe it's easier not to. Because what if you did let someone in? And what if they saw everything and still walked away? Who could blame them? Who would want to bother with that sort of mess? And I think it's what Sadie said earlier about, like, projecting your own insecurities with that last part about, like, she's saying that about herself. A hundred percent. Totally. But that's maybe the meanest thing you can say to anyone. When I'm thinking about insults, saying to someone, if someone really got to know you, they would hate you. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe the meanest thing you could possibly tell anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just deep down, your friends wouldn't like you if they really knew you. That is so Yeah, mean. and, like, your friends who already are supposed to know, like, the real yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, deep down, you're so messed up, no one, even your closest friends, wouldn't yeah. want to bother with you. That is so mean. <laughs> but that's how she feels about herself. Yeah, it's just... Mm-hmm. God, like... It was a bad fight. It's blow, blow. so mean. Like... Reese just flinches when she says it and doesn't say anything back because, like, that's his deepest insecurity, probably. 
like he has all these masks so few people even really know him and then for her to say well he already has said it multiple times how like how like these are the you know he he it eats at him how people see him as a bad person the only solace he gets is his in his inner circle where he feels like they know him and she's saying that you don't even let them in if they if you let them in they'd not even they wouldn't even like you what i don't get is he totally lets them in you know what yeah. i mean like he has more people than tamlin did no she he lets favorite in more than them that's why every time they're like oh wow i can't believe you got him out of his slump or whatever like they i mean she saw him vulnerable in his nightmare like Feyre's yeah. in deeper than them i think but i feel like i mean I'm, i guess i'm just comparing him to other high lords like he has a very casual like friendship with his yeah. inner circle compared to probably any you know tamlin or any of the other people and they know him like he might not you know he's a grumpy brooding guy but they still know him yeah Mm -hmm. but no i don't want to call him grumpy and brooding because i feel like that's more tamlin like he has moments but for the most part he's he's light yeah and like they i feel like they call him friends so i don't know it's just it's way too deep bitch in summary (laughs) (laughs) no honestly so favorite immediately knows she went too far and she's like oh no oh no but reese just says let's go home and winnows them away and that's honestly the worst when you say something you immediately regret but you don't have the chance to apologize so they go home and favorite goes straight to the garden and she's hoping that reese will join her because she knows she was just awful by throwing his own vulnerability at him and she wants to apologize but doesn't even know what to say, and he doesn't come anyway, so she doesn't get the chance to. And then Feyre's very lost in her thoughts, and she's thinking that, like, maybe she lashed out at him because tonight when they were, you know, canoodling in public, um, he kind of pulled back when he realized how much she was affecting her, and that hurt her feelings, which you guys both said. And in this moment she's finally starting to acknowledge that she actually has feelings for reese and she's also realizing that the one thing holding her back is the guilt she has about tamlin but she also thinks that even though she feels wrong about pursuing reese given the timeline with tamlin she knows reese wouldn't judge her if she told him that she wants him even if it is you know optically too soon so she's thinking that maybe I need to tell Reese that I actually like him and I don't want to like pretend anymore. Like the pretending part of what just happened is what's really making her upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And maybe we actually should be together. And she thinks I was healed enough. Maybe. Or- just maybe. <laughs> We've been all tapping our fingers for 400 pages. <laughs> it's about time you caught up. Our illiterate queen. <laughs> but she thinks i was healed or healing enough to want to try if he was willing to try too so she has these thoughts and she's ready to talk to him but she keeps waiting in the garden he doesn't come so it doesn't happen what killed me about this was that she talked about it 
either being like purely sexed or like more than that. And I'm like, girl, you guys are so in sync, I feel like. And he like reads your mind and like, I just feel like it can't just be sex. Like you guys are way past that. She's delusional. It'd be an emotional connection. She's, yeah, no, you're totally right. Like she's so delusional. She's just saying that to make herself feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. about having feelings for him. But like they are right here with each other they and any like strong feeling she has he is able to just like see that and respond to it typically like they're just so they have so much they're so in sync they're, yeah mm-hmm. in sync yeah <sighs> but anyway resand also doesn't come to breakfast or lunch the next day so she is she got ghosted she got <laughs> ghosted and that is worse Oh my that God, is worse when you're so in a fight. When, Dude, oh. when I have conflict, I have so much anxiety. I need it to be resolved as soon as possible, especially like with my partner. Like when mm. John when John and I, when I get a little sassy with John because I'm stressed or whatever, I'm immediately like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you love me? Do you still love me? Like, <laughs> like I'm immediately like need resolution as soon as possible and like i cannot imagine Mm-mm. there would be no sleeping and he's i mean she has the other friends but he's like her main guy and she doesn't know if he is ever gonna forgive her and she's just tr- like waiting until he comes back but she has no way to contact him i can't imagine anything more frustrating yeah mm-hmm. truly so Feyre tries to write him a note like they've been doing, telling him she wants to talk to him, but she can't get it to actually, like, go anywhere. So she wants to clear her head, so she walks to Amarin's place, where she finds Amarin still trying to decode the book. And Amarin's like, oh, yeah, I heard about the fight. Like, Reese was in a horrible mood this morning. Feyre asks where he is, and Amarin says he's hunting whoever tried to attack him yesterday, so he's gone, doesn't know when he's coming back. But regardless... It seems like their enemies can track when Reese uses magic, which means they're able to find him when he winnows anywhere, when he does anything, which is bad news. And she also tells Feyre that the whole group is going to leave Valeris in two days after Starfall, which is a holiday. Um, and they're going to go be stationed at one of the Illyrian war camps. I'm very concerned that they're going to be attacked at Starfall. It just seems like prime opportunity. They're like, we'd leave now, but, you know, the holiday, Reese is expected to show up. I'm like, oh, oh. Jesus. It seems like, like, that's what she literally says. I was like, oh, my God. Seems like more of a reason you have to leave. Like, Yeah, so some context on Starfall. It's a holiday that's only celebrated in the night court, and it's the first one that the group has together. Since Under the Mountain. Since yeah. Amarantha came. So, something to look forward to next chapters. Um, I just hope it's like a beautiful time, like like the summer sol- summer solstice mm-hmm. was in the spring core, and it was like a pivotal moment for her and Tammy Tam, where they like really fell in love, and you were so happy. Tammy Tam, yeah. <laughs> and but so I hope it's I hope it's that for her and Reese, and I hope they don't get attacked. But it just seems like too prime of an opportunity to be attacked it's very interesting yeah we'll see we'll have to see but um so Farah learns about starfall from Amarin, and Farah is about to leave but Amarin says 
When Reese came back after Amarantha, he was a ghost. He pretended he wasn't, but he was, and you made him come alive again. So Feyre says, he's lucky to have all of you. But Amran says, no, we're lucky to have him, Feyre. I've known many high lords, but never one that dreamed, not, not as he does, of peace, of freedom, of a world united, a world thriving, of something better. And then Feyre says, he thinks he'll be remembered as the villain of the story, but I forgot to tell him that the villain is usually the person who locks the maiden up and throws away the key, and he was the one who let me out. Mic drop. Yeah. Very telling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So Farah's like, she really wants to talk to Reese. She knows she needs to apologize. He won't respond to any of her notes. He doesn't come back to train her. He's gone for a few days. She starts to, I mean, she's very remorseful, remorseful, but then she starts to get kind of angry. She's like, God damn, are we not even going to talk? Like, you're not going to give me the chance to apologize? So she writes a note that says, is this punishment or do people in your inner circle not get second chances if they piss you off? You're a hateful coward. <laughs> Which, like, do you have to say the last part? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forgot about it's that. like, let's not forget your purpose is to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> And the last piece of this chapter is she starts getting ready for Starfall. And the last line is, I tried not to stare at the desk as I waited. Waited and waited for the response. It didn't come. And you know what my last note was? What? How dare you leave me with this kind of non-resolution? Yeah. Um, this was the worst cliffhanger we've had since the podcast's inception. This. See, this. This. Unre- I just told you I get I get lots of anxiety when conflict is not resolved. I'm not afraid to confront conflict, but it has to be resolved. And this was not okay. And I read it 10 days ago, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Sadie. Izzy. You might actually murder me after the next chapters. <laughs> Is he? Do they not me- resolve this? If, no, it's it's just if you if you think this was the worst cliffhanger that I've left you on, the next cliffhanger, which I don't, I'm not even intentionally doing at this point. Oh, it's just like, okay, it's just like okay. Every 32 pages, every thir- like when the pages make sense, I have to I have to break. It gets so good. You are on a roller. Are coaster. they about to like start hooking up and then the chapter ends? All I'll you say is. See. You are, like, I, I think you need to read the chapters the day of so that you Izzy. can. Izzy. No, I'm just, I, I'm I telling agree. you. I agree, because I think you want to have very raw reactions. I also, like, bring. you, I'm telling you now, you are going to be mad at me, and you're not going to want to wait more than a day to keep reading. Mm. That's all I'll say. The finger, as she tells me this. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I second. I highly, <laughs> really, firmly second. That you should Dude, read I'm mad at you today for this. I was like, I don't like, I need resolution. I understand, but you can <laughs> read tonight, so that's the good news. Oh my god, oh my god, I'm really stressed out. I think I need to read it tonight. <laughs> you okay, can- well then turn on your voice memo so we can listen. Oh god, oh my god. I'm really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I love this series. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's... Any final thoughts, Sarah? Did you enjoy being on the phone? Oh, I was... Guys, this is so much fun. 
Between the wine and the company, the book, I mean, what could be better? Sarian came at us with a science lesson. <laughs> Dude, that was iconic. That was really good. That All our iconic. guests, I feel like every time we have a guest on, they have this like mic drop, mic drop moment where totally. I just like realize things. Totally. <laughs> I think that too. I'm like, God, why don't I think of this smart shit? <laughs> People are probably like, can we just have them on the pod and like just ditch Izzy and Sadie because they're not giving it anymore. You guys it, don't, always seriously. Give it. it was that was that was so perfect. Um, and I'm just so glad to have a winter court bestie. Like, it just makes so much sense that Sarah and I are in the same. Court. It really does. It really, it really does. does. Sending it back to roommate days. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Saren, for coming on. We thank you. L- we loved having you. This has been a long time coming. It has been. It's been a <laughs> real it's pleasure. It's been a long time coming, but it's you and me. Oh, <laughs> the harmony! The harmony! <laughs> That's why I literally captioned my story that night. Like, it's just, it's oh, such it's, a good, oh, it's it such a good. Okay, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we are going to have a guest next episode also. Um, my friend Michaela, the one that turned you on to the book. She's the one who recommended Akatar to me. She's so cool. She also does my eyebrows. And she and if you is. don't know Izzy, if you have not seen Izzy, they're fire. <laughs> Truly. Um, she's she's gonna be awesome. And we are recording um chapters forty four through forty six, which are some of. They're really good chapters. <laughs> also, can I just say, um, this will also be a new dynamic because I've never met Michaela. Yeah, she probably feels like she knows you though because she listens. Does she listen? Yeah. Aw, cute. Yeah. I feel like I know her too. Yeah. She does your eyebrows. <laughs> does my eyebrows. <laughs> um, but thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Follow us on TikTok to see our new Jack Jack bursting into flames <laughs> that I will be posting shortly. <laughs> also, I will at, be out way before this episode. <laughs> also at Gals on Topic. Hopefully by now we've gone viral <laughs> in real time. Um, and follow, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and rate five stars and leave us a comment because I love seeing the comments. Me too. And join us for next episode with Michaela. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.